And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. We all remember seeing years ago those futuristic drawings saying what the future is going to be. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. Gleaming buildings, fast monorails. This is the future. It was all started by a mind. Twice the size of Manhattan. We want you to share with us our latest and greatest dream. Walt Disney World. Better than any other urban environment in America. Two True Freaks proudly presents... We hope that it will be unlike anything else on this earth. Golf courses, campgrounds, stores, hotels... Earning My Ears. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for everyone who participates. We're ready to go right now. Welcome to Episode 3 of Earning My Ears. I'm Scott Rifen. And I'm Scott Gardner. And this time around, we have something very unique and interesting that we're going to do for you. It's the holiday season, Christmas season, and one thing that always means to us is holiday and Christmas celebrations around the property, around Walt Disney World. And we decided to do something unique, take on a challenge. Around Epcot, in World Showcase, there are a series of different characters at the different international pavilions. They each come out and tell a holiday story. It's very difficult to actually get to see and experience each of them as you go through your day at Epcot. So what we decided we would try to do today is put together a schedule where we can crisscross the park and catch every one of the characters. It's a little easier than it used to be because there used to be 10 full characters, but China has converted their character, which was the Monkey King, into a dance troupe, and Mexico has taken their three kings and made it into mariachi and dancers, and Canada has gotten rid of their Santa Claus guy and made it a, a, a group troupe type thing, so <laughs> the actual storytelling speaking characters count now is down to six. I think this is doable. What do you think? I think we can do it, absolutely. All right. Well, we were going to sit down and map everything out, but my wife is driving everyone crazy. <laughs> and uh, Not true. Insisting. Not true. She's driving you crazy. <laughs> we are less than ten minutes away from the very first one that will start in France, and it is Père Noël. Now, you guys have done this before, right? Yeah, we actually, when there were more characters, we actually mapped it out, and we spent a day, and it was several hours, blistering our feet and making sure we got to every pavilion and saw every single character. Because my wife and I came, we did this for our first time last year. We've been wanting to do it for years, and I don't know why we always put it off. And we came, and we had the intention of trying to do them all, and quickly realized that it doesn't go in a progression or you know no, time wise. You have to crisscross. Yeah, you cannot start at Mexico and work your way around and see everything in order because the time gaps, as you say, they're not really they're staggered and they're sometimes they're simultaneous, and so right. you really have to you have to plan it, you have to prepare it. So we're about eight minutes away from Père Noël in France. We're very close to France. We're actually starting right behind Fountain View, where the Starbucks is, right in front of the uh, Imagination Pavilion. So we should be able to make it over there just in time for that presentation. We'll let you hear what happens, (laughs) and then we'll sit down and map out the rest of our journey. And I think it's going to be a fun holiday journey through Epcot. Absolutely. All right. And we've got a top three list. Don't worry. We thought about that. And uh, we're going to do the top three resorts for the holidays around the property because... Everybody thinks about going to the parks, and you have fun and celebrations and parties at the parks, but the resorts are an amazing resource for wonderful holiday decorations. So we're going to name our top three resorts for holiday decorations as well. Are you ready for that? I am, most definitely. All right, let's head over to France. I love this time of year in the parks. I absolutely love it. It is Walt's birthday. 
not getting it. Forty years and one day ago today was my first visit to the property. <laughs> okay. the opposite way but when I was walking over to meet you I come around the corner and man you can really smell those roses it smelled really pretty oh, man. I'm like oh nice. what is that and I'm like oh, yeah that's the roses next to me <laughs> all right we're hitting the world showcase now Canada on the right and the goon on the left and world showcase is just really every time you enter world showcase it is just a breath of magic. And oh, Christmas time, uh, yeah. even more so. It's it's this wonderful confluence. You know, it's this time of year. It's Christmas, and I like being here early in the morning like yes. this. Being here early in the morning is almost as good as being here really, really late at night. Yeah. You know, basically post closing when they're just kind of letting you linger. You know, mm -hmm. I yeah. love it. Having the parks to yourself, there's something to be said for that. Mm -hmm. And being here amongst all of the wonderful Christmas decorations. But it's just a, a fantastic time. It really is. You and I got involved in some snowfall out here one day. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. I was having the exact same thought. I was just thinking, you know, they really need to have the snow going again over here. Yeah. That was that limited time magic uh, mistake. <laughs> Look, they're not all brilliant ideas. Most of them are, but some of them are not. That one I liked. That one I liked because that was my idea of, you know, if Canada, you know, the Canada I was familiar with growing up, if it had been more like that, where it was snowing but still 85 degrees outside, I might have, might have took to it a little better, you know? I'm sure, I'm sure. Limited Time Magic as a whole, though, just was not... Well, I liked it. I mean, really? you know, it, it was it was a mix. You know, it was a mix of some really, you know, some really over the top things, and then you know, some other just kind of like, okay, here's this. You know, well, it, I think I think I was a little disappointed because the followed year of a million dreams, which was a really well, yeah. nice presentation, nice things they did for uh, guests. Now we're in England. This is the first time we've been to England since the World Showcase players uh, ended their run here. Mm. 
and I missed them. They were wonderful performers. And the, the only real regret I have is when our son was nine years old, no, he's eight years old. We were here. He spilled his drink. One of the World Cup Showcase players saw how upset he was, took him over to Rosen Crown, and got him a new drink. That's cool. Signed off. We took a photo of him together. That's really cool. Uh, six or seven years and a couple of feet in height later, <laughs> we were here watching the Showcase players, and I recognized, Garrison, there's your buddy. And we pulled up the picture on our phone, and after the show, we walked up to him and said, look at here. That's this guy cool. looks familiar. And we got another picture of them together years later. That's cool. And this cool. past summer when we were here, Garrison, again, is many years later and many feet taller. And uh, <laughs> really wanted to get another picture of them together, but we just didn't have the opportunity when we were here in July. And now that they're gone, unfortunately, we won't be able to get that picture, but it would have been neat. Because I think Garrison's as grown as he's going to get. So <laughs> that would have been the last <laughs> you, one we need, I think, maybe. I was just listening to this loop at the house the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-oh, let me get the clock out here. It is 11.19. So when we did this last year, if memory serves, I think we were able to knock out four of them, one of which I missed for some reason. I was doing something. I can't remember what. And, uh, and I missed the one in Norwood, but my wife got to see it. Oh, you missed your Yeah, she, she liked that one. I, yeah, I didn't get to see any of it. Probably one of the most fun ones, actually, of the bunch. But the, the two that made the biggest impression on me were uh, were Pierre Noel and, uh, and Father Christmas. I love really like those two. They were awesome. Yeah, I love Father I love hanging out. Again, when we see Father Christmas, usually, not today, it'll be during daylight. Right. Usually, we go see him at night. And it's dark, and there's just being in that little corner of England in the dark with Father Christmas there with his stick of mistletoe. It's just a wonderful, wonderful way to spend an evening. Okay, Père Noël, we're in France. There's this little stage. He's not there yet, so we're on time. He's not. <laughs> I mean, we got here right at 11.22. This is fantastic. See, we really, really, really... Disney needs to acquire DC. Because as much as I love the Eiffel Tower and the Force Perspective and all that, what I really want to see is Superman, like, driving the elevator up and smashing out the top. And <laughs> Superman, that would be awesome. They should acquire DC just because they should. That's an yes. episode of Dinner for Geeks, so... I enjoyed that one. I, yeah, I liked that, that a lot. A, that was a fun one to do. And it was interesting because, you know, we, we for those of you who haven't heard it, we did an episode where um, we basically said, what should Disney buy next? They bought Star Wars. They bought Marvel. They bought the Muppets finally. And uh, Who said Peanuts? Somebody said I Peanuts. I said Peanuts. You said Peanuts. And Jeff went crazy with just rejection of that notion. But I, I honestly think it's a great I think that, I think that's a brilliant idea. I really do. I think DC. I think Peanuts. I mean, I think everything eventually, but, you know. <laughs> and honestly, I think they could do something with Kiss, but that's just me. It's a great license. I think they could be had fairly inexpensively. I think they could build with it. Uh, 
You know, ever since I met you and, and learned about your obsession with Kiss, I see them everywhere now. Well, there's, I have a rule. Kiss is everywhere. And if <laughs> Kiss isn't there, Star Wars is. Right. So, <laughs> it drives Garrison nuts because I'm, I'm constantly proving that notion. There's a, there's a new commercial out with little animated, like, South Park-looking Kiss figures in the it. Google, the Google uh, commercial, yeah. Oh, Père Noël is about to come out. Were those ornament things here last year? I don't remember that. Yes, yes, they were. That's we got pictures cute. of those. Yeah, I'm going to have to go get some pictures of that myself. Yeah, they're see. fantastic. Little ornaments with uh, little miniature scenes inside the cutaway ornament. Oh, I just remembered. This is where we got... What was it? My wife bought me some ice cream here last year. And I want to oh, say it was gingerbread ice cream, I think. That's probably the case, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, Jadine has had it, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just nodding because oh, that's, I'm it. sure that's where it was. Oh, yeah, no, was, I, I'm trying to remember what the flavor was. So. Ooh. <laughs> there he is. I need to get my camera out. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, mes amis. Exercise for the day, really? Ah, bonjour. Bonjour. Ah, can you all say that with me? Bonjour. Bonjour. Ah, oui, très bien, mes amis. Come, come, come closer, huh? I'm scratch and sniff, oui? <laughs> it's just us, huh? Don't tell anyone else we're here, huh? As they say in my country, Joyeux Noël, which is Merry Christmas, oui? Ah, do you know who I am? Père Noël. Père Noël, it is an educated group, I like, yeah? <laughs> As I come out, many people say, Santa, Santa, Santa. No, he's over there. We, uh, over here, Père Noël, Father Christmas, the good spirits of the season. Can you see me okay back there? Uh, and it's a joy for me to see that all of you are all in such good spirits. We? I have another question for you. Have any of you or any of your petite enfants ever written a letter to my good friend Santa Claus at the North Pole? We? Huh? It's a hard way. <laughs> Where? In my country, France. If a child writes a letter to me, Père Noël, and puts the return address on the envelope, the government pays the postage upon my reply. Not bad, huh? You moved to France, we? <laughs> I get so many letters, huh? I would like to share with you, if you don't mind, one of my favorites, we? It is from a, a little girl named Babette. She lives with her Uncle Louis and her big brother Francois on a farm near Le Bois in the mountains of Provence. I hope it will give you a little bit of the flavor of the holiday spirit in France. Huh? Dear Père Noël, huh? even though my big brother Francois says that Christmas is for babies, oh, I look forward to La Vée de Petit Jésus. And a visit from you. Well, of course she does. <laughs> the watch night, uh, Christmas Eve, is a magical evening when my family and I sit in front of the fire, sipping hot cider, and Uncle Louis tells the story of the birth of the baby Jesus. Huh? Uh, she goes on to say that Francois, big brother Francois, he makes fun of her because of all uh, this. Huh? That Francois, he does not believe in Christmas does not believe in Père Noël, but for me, nothing can surpass the magic of the watch night and the fragile beauty of a child's face on Christmas morning, oui? Uh, alors, with Christmas still several days away, Uncle Louis has secretly decorated the Christmas tree, and Francois helps Babette set up the crèche. Crèche, you know this word, crèche? Uh, 
the nativity scene. We are one of the most important symbols of Christmas to the French, even though it was invented by an Italian, <laughs> Saint Francis of Assisi. But he's okay too. Huh? <laughs> now you know these figures you put inside the crest. Mary and Joseph, the little drummer boy, the wise men. We, well, in Provence, where Babette is from, it is also a tradition to include people from your own village. Uh, the baker, the priest, the candlestick maker. Uh, little figures made out of clay called Santon. Santon, little saints. Eh? And it was Babette's wish last Christmas that she received yet another Santon to place inside the crash to put in the manger scene as if to worship the baby Jesu. It's a lovely costume, we eh? Ah, well, last year was the first year that Babette was finally old enough to go to Midnight Mass with Uncle Louis. Oh, oh, oh. This was beautiful. Uncle Louis carried the baby lamb to give to the priest to symbolize the Lamb of God and then put it in a little cart so Babette could pull it around the church for everyone to see while the shepherds played flutes and drums. And after Mass, the family returned home for La Réveillon. The big supper, huh? Who likes to eat at Christmas time? <laughs> Who likes to eat all the time, we? <laughs> well, the French are no different, huh? For the Revion, we have roscous, pate, and fromage. Fromage sounds fancy as cheese, we? And for dessert, bouche de Noël, huh? Cake shaped like a Yule log. Oh, even Francois likes this one. Magnifique. And then after dessert, Babette placed the small santon of the baby Jesu in the crash. Enfin, the last thing Babette does before she goes to sleep on Christmas Eve is to set out her shoes so that I may put treats and goodies in them. Uh, but last year... Listen, Babette was a little, uh, how you say, devilish? Devilish? Uh, this was the shoe that Babette set out <laughs> by the hearth with her name upon it. Huh? <laughs> if this is Babette's shoe, she is a grand pied, a big foot. <laughs> ah, the next day, Christmas morning, Babette jumped out of bed, rubbed her eyes, and woke Francois to go with her to look to see what I had left them under the tree. Oui? But Francois, 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 he takes his time, huh? He does not believe in Christmas. He does not believe in Père Noël, remember? But when the children arrived at the tree, they discovered the most amazing thing. Huh? Three Santon under the tree. Eh? One carved just like Uncle Louis. One carved like the doubting Francois. And one like sweet Babette herself. Huh? Now Babette writes every Christmas, we. Eh? And she always concludes her letter by saying the same. Huh? So you see, I think Christmas is the most magical day of the year. This year I will take Santon, the Christmas tree, and I will take you, Père Noël. Isn't that sweet? And there you have it, mes amis. Christmas in France as told through the eyes of a delightful child. A sneaky child, <laughs> but a delightful child nonetheless, huh? And do you know, only today I received a letter from guess who? Francois, oui? <laughs> I guess he believes in Père Noël just a little bit, huh? He was very high-tech, though. He emailed it, oui? <laughs> yes. Next, he'll write about me on his blog. <laughs> so what about you? Do you believe in Père Noël? 
Do you believe in Christmas? Yes. Well, then let me hear you say Merry Christmas to me in my language. It is Joyeux Noël and the Trois. Joyeux Noël. The music to Père Noël is We merci, merci, and Joyeux Noël, everyone. Oui? <laughs> ah, merci, merci beaucoup. Huh? And now I have just a couple of moments, Lisa will help me, yeah, yeah, to meet a couple of children. But otherwise, Joyeux Noël. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Au revoir, my friends. Huh? Au revoir, mes amis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Want your picture with Père Noël? Now we've got. <laughs> You've got actually, it. Been there, done that. Got the T-shirt. Years, it's been the same guy that we've run into. We've probably got three or four pictures. <laughs> we've got a number of pictures now. Let's strategy session. This yeah, time. you need to look at what I did. Oh, there may be. <laughs> I was busy. <laughs> Busters. You've got the Dharma in Japan at 1210. You've got La Befana at 1235. You've got Helga in Germany at 1 o'clock. And you've got uh, Père Noël at 125. That's going to be tight. I'm not, that's Father Christmas, I mean, I'm sorry. Well, same thing, same words. Different language. <laughs> um, and you got Siegfried and Yule Nissen at 2.15 or 3. I'm assuming that's you're putting lunch in there. Yeah. Okay. The only thing I'm going to tell you is going to be tight is England and uh, England and Germany are not incredibly close to each other. And that is going to be a haul. But, yeah, yeah. And it's Helga. Well, it's Helga. Helga tells the story. Well, here's the other thing about Helga. She's telling a story about pickles. And I think we all know I am not a fan of pickles. So if I have to get up and walk out, that's okay. Um, so we'll just, yeah, she should be done. If she does 1 o'clock, it does give us at least 10, maybe 15 minutes to get over. We can easily do that. Okay. So that's our plan. Our plan is we've, we've seen Père Noël at 1120. We don't have another one until the Dharma in Japan at 1210. We've got La Befana, the witch, the Christmas witch, at 1235 in Italy. We then go to Germany and see Helga at 1 o'clock. She'll tell the story of the first Christmas tree, which has a pickle on it. And then we'll go to the United Kingdom and see Father Christmas, who we all love. Then we can take a break and see Sigrid and Yule Nissen, and we'll be done. We've got Santa, too. Don't forget Santa. Yeah, but Santa doesn't do a character presentation or anything. He just yeah, you got to go butter up the old man, because you know, <laughs> otherwise, you know, lump we'll of coal and all that. that. <laughs> We'll let you do this. It's my anniversary trip. I have exactly what I asked for. <laughs> All right, so you've got your shrimp chips yes. at Mitsukoshi, and now we are heading over to see the story of the Dharma, which is a wonderful story and will be unfolding in just a very few minutes. Greg there too? Hmm? Yeah, Dharma. Just, no, just Dharma. No, Greg. Sorry. This is this is the best. Hey, stuff. podcasts are free. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that. You pay for it. You got a right to quality. <laughs> Otherwise, shut up.
Have you ever eaten at the Katsura Grill up here? I have not. My oh, wife fantastic. For all things foreign except it's Italian. But so. We're eating somewhere different. No, I didn't say we're going to eat at Katsura Grill. I just <laughs> was asking him if he had eaten there because I think it's a lovely place to eat. I think it's wonderful. Wonderful food. And I'm, you know, I'm not good on exotic foodish stuff. Yeah. But they yeah, please me. Of course. <laughs> Let me clarify that. Of I course. I want you to clarify that. Yeah. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I'm staying out of this one, too. I'm not. Here's where they will come up. All right. And she'll oh, come up. They're not going to do the drum things, are they? they no, gonna she's going to wheel up a cart. Okay. And she's going to be a Dharma salesman, and then she's going to tell you about the story of the Dharma. Cool. Who was... It's strange, because... <laughs> When I, when I heard the story, I thought, okay, interesting. And the way she told the story, I thought, hmm, that's a story that's familiar to me. And then I saw the way it was spelled. And I realized that when I was a younger man and spent a few years studying karate, we had to learn the history of the martial arts. And we learned them as priest Daruma, because we can't pronounce things right. the way the Asians do. And uh, it's essentially the same person that this Dharma is based on. So we had actually learned about him when we learned about the history of the martial arts the guy that they're going to talk about here the legendary figure is also the guy who created kung fu and created the martial arts I love that TV show <laughs> priest dharma in 525 AD we used to have to recite that Here it is. It's called a daruma. 
Why, he's rather handsome, don't you think? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Daruma doll is like a good luck charm. As you see, the Daruma has no pupils in its eyes. The custom among the Japanese is to make a wish and paint in the left eye. Then, when your wish comes true by the end of the year, you paint in the right eye. Now, what if your wish doesn't come true by the end of the year? Well, don't worry. You can always try again next year. Because I've got lots of Darumas to sell. Little Darumas, big Darumas, one, two, three, lots of Darumas. Yes, I must say, yes, I, yes, I. Why, thank you. The legend of the Daruma dates back to the 6th century, when a Buddhist monk named Daruma Kaishi began a lifelong journey to spread the teachings of Buddha. His journey was difficult, and often the road he traveled was plagued with robbers. Daruma said, My disciples, I believe that if the body is in poor health, then the spirit will also be weak. So let's develop a system of exercise to keep the mind and the body healthy, as well as a means to deal with robbers who often prey on monks. Hiya! Later, this system of exercise was taken to Japan and became known as Os 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 Os! Years later, Daruma went to a temple at the top of a great mountain where he meditated for nine years. Imagine remaining motionless for nine years. Many of us can't stay still for nine minutes, right? <laughs> yes. The legend goes on to say that Daruma lost the use of his limbs from being motionless for so long. And it is said that this is why the Daruma doll has no arms and legs. The Daruma remains a symbol for the Japanese of patience and persistence through the ups and downs of life. As we say, Nanakorobi which means literally, knock down seven times, get up eight. As you see, the Daruma doll comes back to the upright position, no matter how hard it's knocked over. It reminds you of a child's punching doll, doesn't it? Yes! rejuvenation to ask for blessings and celebrate the coming of spring. In olden times, each person became a year older on New Year's Day rather than on their birthday. Now before the Japanese can welcome the New Year, or Oshogetsu, we literally sweep the old year away with a very thorough house cleaning and freshening up of interiors. And the special Nengajo, the beautiful New Year's cards from the family and friends, well, that you write for your family and friends are dropped at the post office weeks in advance where they are kept until being delivered to each and every household all at once on New Year's Day. Another thing we always prepare in advance are the tasty osechi ryori, delicacies to be served cold over the first days of the New Year, giving women of the household a rare break from cooking. Nearly everyone should be free from stress, work, or study allowing time to be with family and carry out those centuries-old traditions together. New Year's always has been, and still is today, the most important holiday in Japan. Now, everyone, let's imagine for a moment that you are Japanese on New Year's Eve. So, you would stay up late, and you would eat... Any guesses what this is? Well, it's thin and long, and it's in a bowl of soup. Noodles. Ramen close noodles, yes, the soba noodles. 
We the soba noodles hoping to live a long and healthy life just like the noodles. And then at midnight, you would hear gong, gong, huge bronze bells in Buddhist temples called Joya no Kane. Now, can anyone guess how many times the bells ring on New Year's Eve? Twelve? That's a popular answer. You know what? It's a lot higher, though. Keep going. A hundred, very close. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. One hundred plus eight, everyone. Oh, you're all so smart. Very good. <laughs> the bells ring 108 times to signify the 108 earthly desires, which in Japanese Buddhism we call the Bonno. Now, with the Bonno defeated, the people of Japan believe that they can start the new year with a clean slate, fresh, and with great hope. Then the next morning, you rise early on Ganjitsu, the first day of the new year, and you put on new clothes from head to toe, you rush outside to catch the first sunrise of the new year, called Hatsuhinode. And before breakfast, you drink some of the Otoso, which is a sweet spiced wine. It is said that by drinking the Otoso, you vanquish any evil spirits within you and prevent sickness within a mile of your home. Yes, then you rush outside to check for the beautiful Nengajo in the mailboxes from all your family and friends, those New Year's cards. Later in the day, callers to your home might come in for some of the osetiryori and some more of the odoso. <laughs> then we go to the Shincho Shrine to ask for blessings of the New Year. Everyone gets into the spirit of Oshogatsu, enjoying the symbolism and beautiful customs of the New Year. Oshogatsu is a time for reflection, for family and friends, and of course, fun! It's a holiday much like Christmas of goodwill, friendship, and the renewal of hope and happiness. Oh, but I have spoken for too long. I must go back to selling my Daruma. Yasai! But before I go, everyone, I would like to leave you with this wish. May your Daruma's eyes be painted in each and every year, and all your wishes come true. Happy New Year, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your day at Epcot. Thank you so much. Arigatouzaimashita! Alright, we're approaching Italy now. We're going to see La Befana, the Christmas witch. She's going to bring presents to everyone as she rides on her broomstick. It's almost like a Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas combination. What are you looking at me like that for? Very touching story. She has a broom. Hello! Oh! When Natale! Do you know what this means? Merry Christmas! Oh, see! Sí, Merry Christmas! Very good! Oh, my goodness! Oh, come closer! Oh, my God! I have a story for you! <laughs> my name is Labafana! And I am a witch! Oh, 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 but I am a good witch, see? <laughs> oh, no. You see, my name, Labafana, means gift giver. I am the gift giver of my country, Italia. <laughs> if you have been a good little girl or a good little boy, I bring you lots of gifts and candies and goodies. 
strange man in the middle of the night. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Not such a good idea, eh? <laughs> so I tell the man, I say, no. I am sorry. La Bufana cannot come. Ha! And so the men, they go to the Bethlehem without. But I stand for a while in the night and watch the star. Huh. And I wonder. Ah! A few days later, a little shepherd boy, he comes running into the village. He says, Hey, La Bufana, how come you not go to the Bethlehem? Everybody is talking about the baby king who's been born in a poor little stable. But everybody is saying that he is the son of God. Oh, and just in the sky, it opens up and is filled with the most beautiful light. Oh, love of Anna cannot even look. It's as if the star of the baby king had just burst into glory. Oh, the sound. Oh, the sound of angels singing. So many, many angels singing. Oh, like nothing I'd ever heard before. And then I know. I must go to the Bethlehem. So I run inside to find a little gift for the special bambini. Oh, I'd seen all the fancy gifts the kings had brought, and I did not want to go empty-handed. Mm. Oh, but all I could find was a little doll made from a scrap of wood. And I think, eh, better than nothing, eh? <laughs> I am so excited. I will go to the Bethlehem, oh, and I will meet the baby king. And so I run outside to follow the star. But it is gone. The beautiful star, she, she is gone. Nabufana waited too long. And now I cannot find the Christ child. So, for 2,000 years, I have been searching for the Yesu Bambino, the Christ child. And on the eve of the Epiphany, the day the wise men arrived in the Bethlehem, I climb down the chimneys and I look into the faces of the children. And I think, oh, what if you are here? What if you are the Christ child? Oh, and you, you know, when they are sleeping, you think it could be so, eh? <laughs> oh, but just in case, I have looked into the face of the Yesu Bambino himself. I leave a little gift. Oh, you, you maybe think this is a sad story, no? Oh, no, no, no. No, absolutely not. Oh, for in Italia, Christmas is a time of great celebration. It is a time when we gather all the families together. Oh, all the grandmothers, the grandfathers, the aunts, the uncles, the cousins. Oh, so many, many cousins. And we cook. And we eat. <laughs> and we laugh. And we tell stories around the table. Oh, and the little bambini, they play with the gifts I bring them. Oh, and we sing. And we dance. It's also Mottabella. <laughs> ah, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> oh, well, I leave you with what we say in Italian. Natalia conitoi, esqua contivoi. Now this means 
You must celebrate Christmas with the family. But you can celebrate Easter. Eh, do whatever you please. <laughs> oh, and with that, I say good day. And buon Natale, everybody. Buon Natale. Oh, grazie, grazie. Now, I have just a few moments if you want to get a picture. Get the kids up here. I would love to meet you. <laughs> have a lovely day today. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Hello, my dear. How are you? Oh, I get a hug. I liked that one. Okay, I was going to say, I know you said before you were left a little cold by La Bifana, but you... No, 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 this, this is not the one that we saw. I'm thinking okay. it must have been the one in uh, in Germany. No, I had not, never no, seen I her before. Yeah, no, that was, that was great. Hey, yeah, it does. It was really sad. Helga is now coming out. We're going to try this again. Now that you are in Germany, you must say it like you are in Germany. We'll try again. Hello. Hello. Oh. Now try, hello, Helga. Hello. You sound German. Yeah? Oh, good. <laughs> Do you know that many of the holiday customs and traditions that are celebrated around the world originated in Germany? Yeah, it's true. Christmas in Germany is absolutely my favorite time of year. It is so exciting. You should see the houses in Germany. We have all kinds of decorations from candles and lights to nativity scenes and snow villages. We hang glass baubles and wooden crafts and tinsel and ribbon. We love everything to do with Christmas. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, of course, one thing we ladies enjoy is shopping, yeah? Yeah, shopping in the Weihnachtsmarkt, which is the Christmas marketplace, just like the ones over there. I was doing a bit of my own Christmas shopping, and I asked some of the shopkeepers what some of their favorite German Christmas traditions are. One favorite for all the boys and girls begins on December 1st, and it goes all the way through to December 24th. Do you know what it could be? Anybody? Do you know? She knows. Mama knows. What is it called? Yeah, it is the invention. That means we thought of it first, of the Advent calendar. What is your name? Christine. Christine, I'm going to ask you a very difficult question. How do you say Advent calendar in English? Advent calendar, yeah, she speaks German now. Look at that. <laughs> Give her applause. Yeah, yeah. So she's absolutely right. It's the same word. Um, all of the, the many types of these calendars, but they all have 24 doors that are open day by day, and behind each door is a different prize. And the prize, it could be a Christmas scene, it could be a little piece of chocolate candy, it could even be a toy. And why all the children in Germany are opening their Advent calendars. Many families are shopping in the Weihnachtsmarkt and mom and grandmom are at home cooking, kristollen, pfeffernus, lebkuchen. Do any of you have German grandma or grandpa? Yeah, a few of you do. Do you, do you call them Oma and Opa too? For those of you who do not know, the Oma is a grandma and the Opa is a grandfather. And so, and let me ask all of you, it is not just in Germany, do you have big Christmas cookies? Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe you help decorate a gingerbread house by a grandma if she is sampling her delicious spiced wine. Yeah, the glue vine. Yeah, who's had the glue vine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we know the reason grandma is always in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> so besides the fantastic goodies and the delicious spiced wine, Germany is famous for its decorations. Did you know the Christbaum started in Germany? The Christmas tree or Tannenbaum? Yeah, would you like Helga to tell you the story about the very first Christmas tree? Yes. Yeah, let me hear you in German. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. I can tell this story. I'm going to start where every good story starts at the beginning. With once upon a time, there was a man named Martin Luther. He was a well-known minister who lived in Germany hundreds of years ago. Well, Martin Luther, he was out walking in the woods one winter night, and he was praying and thinking about his sermon for Christmas Eve service, when suddenly he was overcome by the beauty of the starlight that was twinkling down on the snowy branches of all the fir trees. As the light from heaven sparkled all around him, it reminded him of the star that shone on the night the Christ child was born. So Martin Luther, he was so captured by the beauty and imagination of the lighted trees. Do you know what he did? He cut one down. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, he cut one down. He dragged it home to his children. Imagine their surprise as they saw their papa dragging in a big snowy fir tree into the parlor of what his wife was thinking about the mess she was soon to clean up, right? So, and they figured out how to attach the little candles onto the branches. And once they were lit, it made the very first tannenbaum look like its boughs were covered in glistening snow, just like in the forest. The German Christmas tree is so famous, it even has its own song. Do you all know O Tannenbaum? Oh, good. It is one of Helga's favorite Christmas carols, and it seems to be the right one to sing. Now, come, we shall sing. Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, however green your branches. Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, however green your branches. Wunderbar. Now, on our little Tannenbaum, we like to hang little gingerbread ornaments and all the lights twinkling like the stars. At one time, a traditional German Christmas tree would have held little bags of candy and nuts. So, of course, you would have to have a Nusskanaka or a Nutcracker, which is another Germany first. We have all kinds of stories and music and ballets about these funny little wooden men. But, Christine, yeah? Christine, what is a Nutcracker used for? Cracking nuts. Please, applaud her again. She is so smart. This is right. You knew it too, didn't you? Yeah, what you do if you've never done this, you lift a handle in the back and it opens the mouth and then you place the nut inside and then you push down on the handle and it cracks the nut and then you get to eat what's inside. Yum, yum, yum. Now, the famous nutcracker began as a German Christmas story. Helga loves this one. It is about a little girl and she gets a nutcracker for Christmas. But at night in her dreams, the nutcracker becomes real and it takes her to the land of the sweets where colorful candies dance for her. When I was a little Helga, I thought very big and I wanted to see a nutcracker come to life just like in the story. Since we are in the land where dreams come true, maybe you could help Helga bring her dream to life, yeah? yeah. 
All right, we shall all do this together, all right? Big kids, little kids, what I want you to do, I want you to close your eyes, everybody, no peeking, no peeky peeky. We close our eyes and together we shall use our imagination. We have traveled to the land of the streets in a beautiful candy-covered sleigh drawn by two snow-white horses with long white feathered plumes dancing in the breeze. And as we are riding along, we go past the Weihnachtsmarkt and all of the Christmas shops, they are decorated with peppermint candies and white chocolate and marshmallows and helpers getting very hungry with all of these aromas of all this chocolate. And now we shall open our eyes and see what we shall see. Oh, Nutcracker wishes do come true at Christmas time. All of you, we did it. We made our dream become real. Oh, Nutcracker, I am so glad you have joined us here. And I hope you have enjoyed experiencing a few of Germany's Christmas traditions as much as I have enjoyed sharing them with you. Peace to all of you and your families. And as we say in Germany, Schlaf in which is sleep in heavenly peace. So, Nutcracker, can you stay for a little while? Good. We should like to have picture taken. If you would like that, you can move over by Kimberly. She will help guide you. And I shall stay for a little while too, but then I shall have to go because Helga is getting hungry. With all the talk of candy or nuts, I need to make some cleverness or something. Yeah. Thank you all. Merry Christmas. Finish my nuts and thank you. Now, it is 12... What time is it? It's, it's 1... 109. And Father Christmas starts in 16 minutes. Can we make it over to the United Kingdom in 16 minutes? Yeah, it's just right there. <laughs> you just sucked all the drama out of it. <laughs> You gotta treat it like a reality show. I don't know. Can we make Some it? Some phony obstacle has to be thrown into our path. <laughs> well, uh, no, I won't say it. <laughs> I was gonna say, you got, you got the UCVs and. Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah there you scooter go. people. <laughs> okay, can we get there without being run over by the scooter people? <laughs> she didn't talk about the pickles. No complaints. No, I don't want. I don't want anything to do with a pickle. Recording. Yeah. All right. I'll be honest. I like that a lot better the second time around. What's that? Hell, she was fine. I like that. And she didn't talk about pickles. Is significant. See, there's one of the things I don't understand. Do you know that I quit wearing sunglasses when I come here? And the reason I quit wearing it is because I feel like they inhibit me from taking everything in. Right. One of those little tips I give to people. Right. Uh, there's a guy over there wearing beats. Why would you isolate any of the sounds, the scents, the smells, the sights of this place? Why would you take them away from yourself? I'll show you the. You know, we're always we're always talking about little tips and tricks and that kind of thing. That's got to be one of them. Is don't don't put headphones on. Right. I mean, it's, look. I mean, I get sunglasses just for a safety perspective, or well, I mean, even or, if even for the sake of keeping UV damage from your eyes, that kind of thing. I get that, but well, even if it's a matter of 
you know, you don't dig the land, the music in a particular land or what. I mean, it's going to change. You know, every well, one of the lands is, is themed with different music. There's just so much going on around you. Yeah, well, why would you dull any of your senses? Well, yeah, and my thing about it is, you know, you come to Walt Disney World for total immersion in whatever fantasy you're involving yourself in. Right. Why would you then put a barrier between yourself and that experience? Exactly. Father Christmas is coming out, and we are making our way into England. Jingle Bells. 
There you have it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, won't you please join Lucy and me as we sing that traditional Welsh Christmas carol? Check the holes. <laughs> no. Check the holes. I said a traditional Welsh Christmas carol. Jingle Bells is not from England. That comes from... Uh, New Jersey or someplace like that. All right, Lucy, we're going to say deck the halls, and this time I'm going to point to you and you'll ring on the fa la la's. Are you ready, my dear? Everyone out here ready? <laughs> a one, then a two, and here's your cue. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Don't we now our gay apparel? Fa la 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 la. Throw the ancient Yuletide carol, fa la 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 la. <laughs> That's the holiday spirit. Give yourselves a great big hand, eh? <laughs> and an extra big hand for my bell ringer, Lucy. Thank you so much, my dear. Don't go away. Oh no, no, no! I have something very special for you. It's um, it's um, it's. Aha! Uh -huh. This is a reindeer bell. But it's not just any reindeer bell. Oh no! This is a magic Christmas bell. And let me explain to you how it works. On Christmas morning, when you awake, before anyone else in the household, take this magic Christmas bell. You hold it over the heads of your sleeping parents, and then you ring it just as loud as you can. <laughs> oh, they were magically awake. <laughs> there you are, my dear. But remember, only on Christmas morning. Yes, we don't want you to end up on the year. Other list. <laughs> A big hand for Lucy, everyone. Thank you, my dear. You made me see this. <laughs> well, all that bell ringing to certainly knock a couple of hundred years off our devil's nail, don't you think? <laughs> oh, sound of carolers in the street. It reminds me of a picture print. My courier and I. Yes. Oh, better still, a seed from a Christmas card. Oh, now there's a tradition that really caught on. Did you know that the very first Christmas card was sent in England back in 1843? Yes. Finally arrived by post just last week. <laughs> that original card caught the attention of an English gift book company who had a thousand lithograph copies made for which they sold for a shilling apiece. And the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Hello. Oh, pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. I, oh, there you are, sir. Yes, you, sir. I know what you are thinking. Oh. Yes, I do. I'm Father Christmas, remember? You're thinking, enough about the cards and the carols. What about the mistletoe? Am I right, sir? Go ahead, say yes. I know you are. <laughs> There's one in every crowd, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, I can't say that I blame you. <laughs> the hanging of the mistletoe is among one of our oldest, and I might add, one of our most popular traditions. It dates back to the druid ceremonials of the winter solstice. Each time a kiss was claimed oh. under the bow, the young men would pick off the berries until there were no more berries left. So here's wishing you a bow full of many, many berries. <laughs> Watch out for this one. <laughs> there are so many wonderful traditions that come from the countries of the United Kingdom, England, Northern Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, and each 
have their own unique custom that make this holiday season a special time. Just as Charles Dickens shared the romance of a perfect Victorian Christmas with us in his writings, so too has the United Kingdom taken the customs and traditions of its countries and shared them with the rest of the world. Perhaps the immortal bard William Shakespeare said it best. Ever against that season comes wherein our Savior's birth is celebrated, no spirit dare stir abroad. The nights are wholesome. Then no planet strike, no fairy takes, nor witch hath power to charm. So hallowed and so gracious is that time. And so, my friends, on behalf of all the villages and towns of very old England, he is wishing you a most hallowed and most gracious Christmas. Sing along with me, won't you? <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy Christmas to you one and all. <laughs> oh, goodness me. You know, I believe I have a few moments left over in case we have any little ones down here. Would love to have the picture taken with Father Christmas, yes? We'll pop right over here. You see, Sarah, she'll do her best to see that everyone gets a chance. So we also take pictures with big kids, so don't they shy, all right? We are approaching Norway, and Jule Nissen will be here in just a little bit to wreak some Christmas mayhem. We're going to slip over to the speakers disguised as birdhouses and listen in. <laughs> Thinking the same thing. That's ugly. That's I can't wait to break open and dump all over you, Cloud. Twenty percent chance of rain today. She's a sheep. She's a sheep. Well, hello, everyone. How are we doing today? Good, wonderful. Well, my name is Sigrid, and I am very excited today to tell you all about Christmas in Norway. Gul That is how you say Merry Christmas in my country. Let's hear you all try it, all right? On the count of three. One, two, three. Gul Oh, yes, and someone sounds very excited to say it. Gul For um, Guyul. Well, okay, so <laughs> all across Norway, the holidays are family time. But exactly how you celebrate the holidays depends on whether you live in a big, fancy, fancy city or like me on one of our wonderful Norwegian farms. In the city, families might spend time together going to concerts and festivals church services and parties. And like many of you, they are visited by Santa Claus. Yes, but on our farms, many families still celebrate the tradition of the Christmas Nisse. For it is said among the farmers and families of my village that our gift giver, the Nisse, lives in the haylofts of our barns. It is said that he is one of many wonderful, yet strange little Nisse, or gnomes, who are the guardians of our farm animals and welfare. It is also said that families should treat these Nissa with respect, 
for if they don't, they have been known to cause quite a bit of mischief in one way or another. But in all of my Christmases, I have never seen this mischief. So all the talk about this barn Santa is neither here nor there, for we all know that these mischief makers do not exist. Except in stories and fairy tales. Oh, so all the talk about this barn Santa is neither here nor there, for we all know that these mischief makers do not exist. Unless, of course, they do exist and are therefore very clever and mischievous indeed. <laughs> um, well, alright, so, um, the most familiar of these mischief plays a very important part in the traditional Norwegian Christmas. His name is Julenissen, and it is said that he is a very old and rather odd-looking little gnome, yeah? That's <laughs> not true! Careful, Laura Lump, call for you! What was that, sir? Did you say something? No? Okay, well, as I was saying then, this odd-looking Julenissen is our Santa. So all the children, they know to be on their very best behavior, or Eulenism won't leave you a thing but a lump of coal. Oop! And believe me, I can do it too. Careful, I've got my eye on you. Oh, honey, I seem to have lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> Allow me to take advantage of secrets. Dramatic pause to properly introduce myself. You listen, the legendary barn Santa, at your service. So, I don't exist, eh? Well, you all can see me, can't you? Yeah. Yes, do you? Well, every Christmas, it's the same thing. Secret doesn't see me because she doesn't believe in you listen. Even when I do this, boop, boop, she still doesn't see. Oh, say, you wouldn't mind if I took the liberty of using a little bit of mischief and a little bit of magic to help Secret tell her story. Who knows? This year, she just might believe. Boop! So, um, how Christmas in Norway, um, is my favorite time of the year. Um, there are festive decorations. I like these over here, yes. Um, and holiday cookies fills the homes of the Norwegian families in preparation for the big day. Oh, but here's the best part. In Norway, we have a three-day celebration. Oh, yes, we have a three-day celebration. We like to party. We like to party. We like to party. We like to boop. Um, <laughs> yay. <laughs> so our big celebration day is on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Woo! In the middle of the day, party. at about 12 o'clock or so, <laughs> everything closes up early. Yes, um, the bells ring in the chapel and... You listen! <gasps>
storm came oh, racing in. And suddenly it ended very abruptly. Yeah. The end. It's about to bust open as well. Well, we've moved our base of operations over to the studios, and we've moved over to the studio catering company, which is closed for a special Frozen event. Again, as is the theme of today, it is very difficult to find Frozen anywhere on the property, but somehow we get stymied by it everywhere we go. Uh, if you if you caught the end of our visit with Eula Nissen and Sigrid, she uh, a rainstorm blew up out of nowhere, and pretty much that was the last character we were going to visit. Thank goodness, because the storm pretty much blew up and canceled everybody's characters for the yeah, rest of the evening. Yeah, so, uh, big storm just came out of nowhere. Twenty percent chance of rain today, but that's Florida, right? <laughs> but the the good news is, mission accomplished, Scott. Yeah, we did. We knocked them all out. Yeah, and great stuff. I mean, wonderful performers, great stories. I mean, there really was a lot in there. Absolutely, yeah. I really liked uh, the the one for Italy. I keep forgetting what her name is. La Befana. La Befana. I like I like that. I hadn't mm-hmm. seen that one before, and that I was I was quite impressed with that. I thought that it was a touching story. It really, it really was. was. I got yeah. a little misty. Yeah, I hate to and, say it, but I did. Yeah. Well, you, you're you're the cry at Walt Disney World guy. Yes, so. I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> you need to get the T-shirt now. <laughs> But you may be saying to yourself, well, that's all well and good. There's a lot of Christmas stuff out there, but I can't make it at Christmas to Walt Disney World. I can make it some other time, but not at Christmas. How can I experience the magic of Christmas at Walt Disney World when I can't come to Walt Disney World at Christmas? Well, that's the cool thing, I think, is that not only is there all this great Christmas stuff at Christmas, of course, but I was thinking... You know, when we were talking about uh, what was going to be the, uh, the you know, our, our usual segment of Walt Disney World for the such and such geek, this time around it's Walt Disney World for the Christmas geek. Absolutely. And there is a lot of, you know, what I like to call 24-7, or not so much 24-7, but 365 Christmas here mm-hmm. at Walt Disney World. A lot of places, as I got to thinking about it, you know, right around the corner from where we're sitting right now, over near uh, uh, Mama Melrose, there's uh, It's a Wonderful Shop. Yep. Which, you know, I'm not sure I've ever actually been in the place, but well, I know there's that snowman that stands right out in front yeah. of it. Yeah, well, the problem with It's a Wonderful Shop is it's not always open. Uh, I mean, it's okay. not a Christmas-only thing, but it's just kind of seasonally open. So right, you I got you. you know, every time you come here, it's not necessarily going to be open. But it is open year-round when it is open. Right. So. You've got, uh, there's a Christmas shop in the Magic Kingdom in yes, Liberty Square. Yes, there is. In Liberty Square, a wonderful place. And every year, my wife and I... We travel here in December for our anniversary, and part of our tradition is we buy a new ornament from that shop. So we haven't selected our ornament yet, but we will be by to get our ornament tomorrow. And there's the one that's at uh, Downtown Disney as well. Downtown Disney is a Christmas shop. 25 Days at Christmas, is yep. that the name of it? Yeah. Yep. That one, we like to go on that one. Great place. Um, and of course, there is one place where it is Christmas all year round, right here in wonderful Florida. Winter Summerland. Winter Summerland, yes. yes. Over uh, over attached to Blizzard Beach. Miniature yep. golf, yes. You can get Christmas the whole time. You can get two different perspectives on Christmas. Have you done it? Oh, you yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, first off, I'm a sucker for miniature golf. Yeah. And that is just a wonderful experience. And you've got a snow course and a sand course. Mm-hmm. Both of which, of course, one is Santa basically packed up the, from the North Pole and went to Florida for the, uh, the right. summer. And uh, is enjoying himself. And so you get to see Santa, his elves, different things they've done. The level of detail and attention to detail and the storytelling aspects of a 
the Walt Disney World experience are all there. Right. Uh, it is the, the, the smallest details. I mean, there, you really have to look at every single thing you see there. There's storytelling going on in there. Yeah, I, I always encourage people that if they're going to go over there, you know, take a camera, take your time, don't just blow through the course because there is uh, it's it's rich story detail yeah. in that one. Yeah, your score is wonderful, but it's really not about your score. Right. It's about what you can see, what storytelling is happening, and really immersing yourself in the experience. Do you have a, a favorite section on that one? I like the snow section. I like the, the winter the winter section, right. I guess, not the summer land section. I, I'm not much. sure if I've done the summer one, but I definitely have done the winter one, and I mm-hmm. liked uh, the elves playing hockey was my personal yes. favorite. Yes, I, I love that. that. Was a lot well, and I like the end of it where you go with the Christmas tree and the little TV is in there. Right. I love that part, too, because it's so... So old-fashioned right. Christmas morning. It's right out of an old Christmas catalog. Right, most definitely. Um, i trying to think what else. I know outside of uh, the 25 Days of Christmas uh, over at Downtown Disney, there's that picture opportunity. You know, right, uh, It's basically behind the building mm-hmm. uh, you know, where you've got Mickey and the gang out there. Uh, and they, they look like they're... It's like a mixture of being made out of like chrome and snow, but mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. really cool. I really like that one too. Uh, what else? Now I got to cheat and look at my list. Okay, I have an entire list on these things. You have more than this? Here. Wow. Oh yeah. I th- well, I think. Let's see. I've got. Uh, well, Blizzard Beach, of course. You know, because Blizzard Beach itself. Blizzard Beach is a lot of Christmas. Wintery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. The soundtrack alternates between like like reggae island music mm-hmm. and. Christmas songs. Ah, yeah. I, I just get a kick out of that. I think True. that's a lot of fun. So it's a little bit. And Blizzard of Beach adjoins Winter Summerland. It's all part of the same complex there. So, uh, what else? You got the pickle tree over in, uh, in Germany. Your your personal favorites. Blah <laughs> blah blah. blah. Um, I no. noticed that they took the pickle out of the story. See, I think I'm not the only one that finds pickles offensive. <laughs> There's, there is no pickle in Germany's story anymore. The only other one I had on my on my 365 list, you're probably going to find this to be a stretch, but the, the finale of Small World, when it's all white, has always reminded me of Christmas. Now, there's nothing particularly Christmas in it. It just reminds me of Christmas. Normally, I would cry foul on that. However, Scott Gardner, just the other day, my wife and I were in Lowe's and Home Depot looking for new light-up sculptures to put into our on our front porch. Right. And I told her there was a whole section of things that I didn't understand why they were there. They're supposed to be Christmas light-up sculptures. And there was a hot air balloon, an elephant, the Eiffel Tower, everything. And I told her, I said, this is not Christmas. This is a small world. A small world. So, and it's, it's pretty much that same room. Everything that they had made was pretty much in that same room you're talking about. So normally I would cry foul, but they're actually making Christmas stuff. That is obviously inspired by that. So right. you must not be alone. All right, good. Vindicated. <laughs> that was that was pretty much my list. Uh, think of anything that we we might have missed? No, I can't think of anything that we might have missed. But I would just say this to anybody who is interested in coming down here. You've thought about it, but you put it off. You haven't decided you're ready to take the plunge yet. Come down here during the holidays. Oh, it is just everything around you is completely magical and uh, it, to me it is the absolute best time of the year to visit here i, I agree with, with the exception of christmas to new year's <laughs> right well, so, yeah, it's also you know the business yeah, time that is the busiest time but, too. but early december uh just late november really terrific time to come visit not the, the crowds are not insane and uh 
the lighting and everything is gorgeous. In fact, we're about ready to go look at the Osborne family yeah. lights in just moments. And Scott, let me let me just say thank you for obviously. I want to thank you for doing this podcast with me, just generally. This has been a lot of fun. It continues to be a lot of fun. But also thank you for coming and doing this in person with me because I really was glad we were able to come out Absolutely. and do some in-person podcasting at the parks. I think it's important for everybody to hear this stuff. Absolutely. I hope it's the first of many because, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it too. I thought this was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Cool. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Gardner. On behalf of Scott Rifen and myself, we want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a safe and joyous New Year. In case you're wondering what happened to the top three segment for this show, we did record one. However, there was an excessive amount of wind noise in this one part that lasts for roughly a minute or so, and I couldn't just edit it out without disrupting the flow of our conversation. So I decided to bump it to the end of the show after the closer, where you can hear it if you'd like to or skip it if you'd rather not. We hope you enjoyed this episode at least half as much as we enjoyed recording it and bringing it to you. It was a lot of fun hanging out in Epcot and Hollywood Studios together and and recording all this audio, and we definitely plan to uh, bring more of that sort of experience to future episodes. In the meantime, be sure to stop over to the Two True Freaks Facebook group where you can tell us what you thought of this episode and share your Walt Disney World Christmas memories and experiences. Thanks so much for listening, and be back here in 2015 for more Earning My Ears. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Um, all right, so we've got uh, our top three resorts. We've got our top three resorts for holiday decoration. Oh, yes. Have you got your list with you? You know, 
I, I'm keeping it mentally, okay. meaning I'm not as, at all prepared. So. Oh, okay. Do but you, no, I mean, should I, I give I, you some more time on this? No, I think okay. I could. I think I could do it off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a lot of them to choose from. There really are. Um, in fact, in fact, hearing your list, I might adjust mine so yeah, we can it, cover more ground. Yeah, exactly. We'll probably end up naming them all. You watch. You know, the thing is, we come every December, and we always try to stay at different places. So we've seen a lot of these places on the holidays. And they're all magnificent, but obviously we're selecting six. Now, full disclosure, I have not been to every resort at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I, I made every attempt to do that last year, but as you can imagine, that's that's quite the doings. I mean, that's a lot of running around. Yes, it is. So this year, this is just one of my honorable mentions. This isn't one of my three, but uh, recently uh, I was over at Port Orleans French Quarter. Yes. And they had their Christmas up. And, and it struck me as I was walking in, hey, I've never been over here at Christmas before. Have you ever seen their tree at Christmas time? Yes. Yeah, it looks like there. Saints Row. I thought yeah. this was Fantastic. awesome. It was so cool. I mean, it's all Mardi Gras style. And, yep. and you know, it was really, really neat. Um, let's see. Well, I know definitely one of the top three would be um, uh, the Wilderness Lodge. <laughs> I think it's the tallest. I could be wrong. But regardless, it's it's beautiful. I love the, the Indians and the teepees and the animals and everything that are on it as the decorations. All right. That's one off my list. It, it's just absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> You give one. Oh, you want me to give one? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to we'll give bounce one. it back and forth. Okay. Since well, I stole one off I was going to say, Wilderness Lodge was, <laughs> was one of mine. Another one I absolutely love is the Contemporary. They have a terrific chocolate sculpture, mm-hmm. usually somewhere. Uh, the first time we stayed in Christmas, in fact, was 2005. They had a chocolate sculpture of Geppetto and Pinocchio right, in the yeah. shop. Mm-hmm. Amazing detail, and it's mm-hmm. all it was all made of chocolate and cookies. Yep. And they do that all the time. Now, this year, I think they have a frozen display. Frozen, it's yeah. very surprising that they would do anything frozen around here. But uh, <laughs> it's hard to turn around and find something frozen if you're looking more than six inches. So, um, but, but anyway. I told somebody the other day that I keep expecting one of these days on the drive into work, <laughs> they're going to have taken the words Walt Disney off of the arts. Frozen world. Frozen I shouldn't say that. No, I understand. I understand. <laughs> but um, I love the contemporary at the holiday. I love the contemporary anyway as, you know, again, it is my favorite resort of them all ever. Uh, but during the holidays, they, they really put on the dog. They really mm-hmm. do a great job. And they have a giant Mickey Mouse wreath yeah. over the window. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about it's large enough that if a monorail had to, it could drive through it. It's mm-hmm. that big. Yeah, it is. It's, and it's, it's a lighted huge. wreath that is amazing. So what about you? Let's see. I would probably go with... Man, it's tough. I, off the top of my head, I'm going to say the Yacht Club, only mm-hmm. because they've got what's probably the most unique tree to me. Mm-hmm. Because the first time I saw it, I thought... I had I was struck by simultaneous thoughts of, whoa, that's really cool, and whoa, that's really weird. Because it's all boats. You know, mm-hmm. all yachts are the are the ornaments that are on the tree. It's just something you're never going to see anywhere else. I just thought that was really cool. And uh, they do uh, a display in the lobby, they too. I'm trying to remember. Town. Is that the town? Yeah, yeah. it's the, the, the miniature, uh, the train set. Which, Love little towns and train yeah, sets. Yeah, I've always Love been them. fascinated yeah. by that. Always Me too. Been fascinated by every that. year I threaten with uh, Jadine to buy a Christmas village or start working on a Christmas village. And every year she threatens that uh, we have lots of couches I can sleep on. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's one of those things I've I've restrained myself a lot of times from buying the the first piece of a model train because I know once I got started mm-hmm. it would become the thing. So I, I just yep. have never done it. But when it I was a little ends. little kid, uh, uh, my mom and I lived uh, in an apartment uh, complex in Tampa, 
and one of my babysitter's husbands uh, had a very elaborate set. An entire room of their apartment was nothing but his train set. And ever since that, it's, it's always been one of those things I, I thought was really cool. That <laughs> I, I've talked myself off that ledge a lot of times from, you know, wanting to jump into that. I think it's just thinking to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. But it's hard, to, it's hard to do Yacht Club without doing Beach Club as well. Right. Beach Club has um, a lot of, again, these confectionery structures there's yeah, a there's a carousel, yeah, carousel the yeah. horses are all I, you know you say edible but i guess we should say they're made of edible materials i don't right. think you could actually take a bite out of one at this i don't point. think you'd want to yeah. see how most of that stuff's prepared like six months ahead of yeah, time yeah yeah exactly yeah. but uh but certainly they are all made of chocolates and cookies and gingerbread and it's uh, it's absolutely amazing just uh, and the yacht and beach club are of course connected resorts and mirror image resorts so it's a lot of fun to go in there and notice the, the uh, similarities yet differences in the architecture, the similarities and differences in the theming, because there are subtle differences between the theming and, and architecture and the materials used and the colors used in the Yacht Club versus Beach Club, but also the Christmas decorations are wonderful to go check out. Absolutely. Well, I, I think, you know, kind of completing the trifecta over that, I think you got to throw in uh, Boardwalk, because yep. the Boardwalk has uh, the gingerbread house. A lot of people think that the only gingerbread house is the one that's over of them as we're yeah. uh, checking them out. Now, I guess you, you really, you have to put the camera, look, I am not the biggest fan of that resort based on personal, private, personal experiences <laughs> in the past, but you have to say, no the resort you have to go to for the holiday Christmas decorations is the Grand Floridian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Grand Floridian. It is the, the, the gingerbread house is enormous. They sell gingerbread houses inside the gingerbread house, which is stroke of genius the oh, christmas tree the is gorgeous uh it is just it is really an amazing resort to be around during the holidays and that's not to take anything away from animal kingdom lodge which is beautiful and it's not to take anything away from the polynesian which is beautiful when it's mm-hmm. not being renovated right. and uh and and honestly one that really fought for a place on my list was the river mm-hmm. because it's not only well decorated and well themed but the resort is so spread out nailed them. Um, I'm trying to remember what Coronado's tree looks like. I want to say it's a, a lot of gold on that one, if I'm not mistaken. Like that would make sense. Yeah, makes yeah, sense, would. Coronado. I, I, th- I believe it does. And uh, I, I need to get over there. I haven't seen that one in a while. That's the tree of Coronado. It belongs in the museum. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> well, you want to step in Mitsukoshi? Sure. Yeah, one I of the it. oldest retailers on the planet. Been around for over 400 years. I have a tradition over here that, well, it's kind of a mixed tradition because I do one of two things. If I'm with Logan, then we challenge each other to always try some new snack item when we're over here. Mm. And my challenge to him, and he won't take it, is to not only pick a snack item you've never had before, but also something that has no English on the bag so you literally have no idea what you're getting. He won't do that. Uh, I don't blame him. 
And the other thing is, I always have to buy a bag of the shrimp chips when we're over here because I'm addicted. They are awesome. Especially the, the wasabi ones. Are like it's not candy. No. Oyster crackers are not candy. And yet it's in the candy section. And I don't yeah, even know what lychee one. is to have lychee in the candy. It. It's all fruit flavors. And one of them's like root beer or something like that. But that's, that's good. Logan gets that one. And one of them's Booker it. and one of them's... No, no, it's, no, not, it's, Harry it's not Harry Potter. You guys were talking <laughs> about that and cracking me up. Because when those first hit, oh. one of the boys bought a bag of them. Oh. And I love Jelly Belly. So they were like, here, Dad, try one. You'll like them. And so I got one. First and only one I ever ate. It was puke flavor. Oh. And it was like, Why would you do that? Yeah. It Why was would you do nasty. that to yourself? And I was like, guys, really? <laughs> I was like, how are you eating those things? Oh. But it was nasty. I've got Hello Kitty stuff. Where's the Hello Kitty Kiss stuff? It, was, it used to be back at the front. They did. Is that a they thing? They have Hello Kitty Kiss stuff? Yeah, there's a Hello Kitty Kiss license, yeah. Because Kiss is everywhere.